0: I wanted to ask you, what do you think has made you relevant for all these years? There's no such thing as a dumb question. Don't pretend, you know, ask.
1: Sometimes people want to replace. The moment you're trying to replace, eh, you're gonna have a profit. Like Black travel has become a movement. People may be looking at me like...
0: Why are you here? <laughs> are all connected. So join me as I talk to like-minded people about topics that are appropriate to the current times we are living in. My name is Lerato Shabalala and this is Relevant. Hello everyone, we're into 2021. I'm excited, like my guest today is a vibe, is, 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 we're talking about one of my favorite things, um, sex. So if you are listening or watching this podcast and you're at work, please put on your earphones because we are going to be talking erections, vaginas, coming, all of that stuff because we're adults, this is what we do. She is an author um, like me and just, you should go check out her TED talk on um, sex. It's just incredible. She's articulate, she is a feminist, she is a proud black woman and is free. You guys know when I had my radio show on touch central back in the day on a Friday, I had a sex show and I play the sexiest music, by the way, go listen to my playlist. And I, and I did it because I wanted to free ourselves as women for people to know that we're sexual creatures that sex doesn't happen to us. It's something that we choose. Please, please help me. Um, give a warm welcome to the a relevant uh, warm welcome to the one and only Tiffany Mugo. How are you, Tiffany? <laughs> welcome. Ooh,
1: this is exciting.
0: <laughs> this is exciting. Hey.
1: <laughs> I'm good, my baby. How are you?
0: I'm brilliant. First of all, I want to say cheers to you for making it to 2020. We're both, dating, by the way. Must we t- must we have a sip? Because why not? Uh, we must, we must, we must. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you and I are going to be talking about so much. You wrote the quirky, quick guide to having great sex, okay? And who doesn't want to have great sex? And you are also um, a a feminist. So I I want people to understand that what Tiffany does is really um, educate us uh, about sex. It's not like just salacious because everybody wants to have great sex but there are all kinds of things that are attached to great sex. And I think the way you approach it is so wonderful. But I mean, I think the first place to start is the hub of loving action in Africa. Please tell us about um, how it started, why you started it and why it was important to you to start Hola Africa.
1: So it it was one of those sort of not even passion projects, you know, those projects you you start for yourself yes. because you're like, I want this, I want to see this on the internet, so I'm going to do it. So it started as a place where people could archive their like sort of sexual experiences. And then from there, we started seeing the stuff people were archiving and we we're like, Woo-hoo, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like people need, myself included need help, right? So it grew from just like an archiving space to just being a place of knowledge production and giving information on the Instagram, the Twitter, we have a couple of podcasts. Um, Now we're trying to get into like making a movie that's basically going to be a very, very sexy movie. And so we just were like trying to figure out a way of giving information about sex in like a fun way, right? Because a lot of the information we get is very serious pamphlets about pregnancy or serious pamphlets about STDs and STIs and serious pamphlets about this and that and blah, but like, It was a case of like, we were trying to do work that dealt with people's pleasure and showed that pleasure was like an intricate, intimate part of having like sex and having safe sex and having like not even good sex, because now when you're like, yeah, you say pleasure, people are like, yeah, good sex, but like having safe sex and holistic sex and like proper sex, like adding in the pleasure element. So we started the platform. It was me and my partner, like, I think like seven years ago. And it's just one of those things where it just keeps doing a new thing. It keeps growing into a new thing. And so one of the times when I was trying to figure out how else to like bring information about sex, I was like, a book. And then I'm like, (laughs) what sort of book? A book with tips, just small tips. Don't ask me a lot of questions. So now with this platform, it's just like all about just churning out this information and finding out new and innovative ways because the internet is a marvelous space, right? the internet is a gorgeous space and you can find things. We are always being banned on Instagram. Like we're always <laughs> being like our posts are taken down and then we're told you've got one more chance until we take down your account. So, yeah. So we just wanted a space with HALA Africa where people could come, find out information in a way that wasn't preachy. And the whole point of HALA is to feel like your best friend is coming. Is like, sis,
0: let me you gotta try this this. let me
1: tell you though (laughs) ma'am let me tell you though so like that's like the whole point of Holland like the whole point of the book and basically the whole point of like everything I do I I want everything I do to feel like a friend is coming is like let me tell you something I've got something for you don't worry about this
0: (laughs) yeah exactly you know one of my favorite quotes um is by Toni Morrison She said that if there's a book you want written, you have to write it yourself. And I think both you and I did that respectfully. When I wrote The Way I See It, I wanted a book that was written by a Black woman that was audacious and loud and cursed and talked about sex and beauty. And I think you have done the same thing. And I think it's marvelous what you have done. So I was reading one of your interviews and they asked you, what was your favorite part of the book? And you Mm -hmm. spoke about erection-free sex. Now, let me tell you why I want to start with that first. (laughs) Yesterday, I was with uh, some girlfriends, um, socially distancing, obviously. And, (laughs) And we were talking, we just somehow stumbled on talking about sex and masturbation. We then figured out that one of us had not, and this is like the most, the loudest of the group, like the one who's like, when you see her you think like okay she's like the you know that girl who's doing all kinds of things swinging from the chandeliers yeah, listen right here <laughs> <laughs> she said she hadn't masturbated since she was 15 years old what? when i say to you the plight the sadness that we felt as a group we were trying to understand like why why had it why had you not were you ashamed of it and And she was like, no, I like men to give me pleasure. I was like, but you've got to know what you like. And you, it's like self-discovery. It's like meditation. It's like love. It starts with you. And so like, what is it about us women that, why is masturbating such a thing for us? Why is it not a celebration of exploration? It's because
1: sex isn't supposed to be something that we do. Right. So like it's that whole thing of sex happens to and us. To like us. Even if you think of modern phrases, giving her the d penetration, you know, like all those smashing. things of like, why? Why are these hit things huh? smashing? Yes, I hit that. Smashing. Oh, hit my that. days. That oh. one is just one where I'm like, no, oh, please, nice. tiny Satan. No. <laughs> right. So like this whole idea that sex is happening without like a male person being there or like somebody with a penis coming and bringing all of this, like, intense pleasure that apparently penises are always bringing all the time people can't deal with that right and it's even like it's reminding me of a story that I um I was on the radio a, a few days ago or a few weeks ago and somebody was like hi my boyfriend bit my dildo because like now the boyfriend had a beef with the dildo and like everyone was like I can understand why he did it you know he's now competing with this penis and I'm like why 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 why, do you, why literally why you'd look at at a like a like a phallus and you're like me and this thing have a beef i'm like why, why do you have a beef with a dildo who bites someone's dildo exactly. and apparently they broke it and so now it's that whole thing of like men feel like they have the monopoly on pre- on pleasure and they have the monopoly on sex not even just men think this even women like your friend being like i need a man to give me pleasure that's where and it's not a flex. And I pro- she probably was saying it like a flex. Like, yeah, I've been getting mine done for like the last 30 years. Or like, no, it's not a flex, right? So, and I understand that whole thing where you people are all like, but, you know. But, because even if you're in a relationship, masturbation is like a total go. It's not even like one of those things where just bam. Like I masturbated the other day, I can still feel it in my bones. It's I can so to this day, amazing
0: because you can't so expect your partner to give you everything. It's so funny though you spoke about that because one of the girls said that she had a little mini dildo and mm-hmm. she was loving it so much. A vibrator, she was using it like two three times a day, and then she was at rest at the time. And then the guy mm-hmm. did not. She didn't see the guy, her boyfriend, coming into the house, and he caught her and he threw it away he threw it away. Sex
1: toys are not cheap. That man owes her, a. that Brother. man owes her a vibrator. Brother, hi, hi. How, like, I'm shocked by that story. <laughs> and, like, he felt it was okay to throw it away. Do I come in and I throw away your phone? Please. me, please. Respect me, please. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, so like, I think it's, uh, it's one of those things, like, the way you are saying, you need to, like, Take your pleasure into your own hands, but also sometimes masturbating is fun for the sake of it, oh, right? Because that's another rumor that was spread as women that our masturbation must be candles and massage oils and this and that. Sometimes you just put on your favorite video and rub one out. No, I mean, like you've got 20 minutes until your next Zoom call. <laughs> rub one out.
0: Handle <laughs> your business. Exactly. You know. Also, Tiff, what I have found for me is that women are, remember women are animals like men. We are animals. And the time before we um, go on our periods, we are horny as all hell. And it is a natural instinct for you to want to masturbate. Like it's a normal thing because your, your hormones, everything is working inside of you. And I just don't understand how we deny ourselves that. Now let's talk about giving yourself pleasure. One of the things we said Mm -hmm. to our friend yesterday is that it's not all, I'm remembering one of our friends yesterday, last night saying, yeah, I didn't know how to work my hand. I was still, you know, now I know how to get myself there. Mm -hmm. And we were saying to her, it's not necessarily even about uh, a toy. You can use your hand. So can we talk about self-pleasuring and also even your partner pleasuring you? That does not involve Mm -hmm. something coming inside of you because- Truly, pleasure doesn't necessarily have to involve something fairly penetration. Penetration, yeah. That's it. Like I okay,
1: so you know we're being one hundred on this podcast. Oh, yes. It's fine. I feel like I've forgotten that we're on a podcast. It's fine. <laughs> but like I am a huge plan a fan of the pillow method. You know the pillow method. No, tell me about the pillow method. Like you know when you have a pillow between your your legs and you like rub against the pillow. That's like Ooh. that's like a universally try it. Like and it, it helps with like a write that down, try it, like, because that's, like, one of the things that a lot of women actually do, and it's a lot of the ways that women first masturbate, right, it's just, like, riding a pillow, it's, like, the most basic thing ever, because it just, like, stimulates that whole area, Area. and just, like, I love the fact that you bring up that, you know, masturbation doesn't necessarily have to, like, be a penetration thing, like, you can have, like, boob orgasms, you can just like touch different parts of you that you like feel good about. So I have a friend who doesn't even masturbate. They just read erotica and they put their legs together. Like They just, it just fills their whole body, just reading, like reading the right erotica. So I think once we start diversifying, and this includes men, right? And their role in like in bed and stuff, right? Once you start diversifying your portfolio outside of penetration being the main act of sex, you will stop biting people's dildos, and throwing away people's vibrators. Like 2021, can we respect ourselves please, right? Can we not be embarrassed? Exactly. Let's not be embarrassed <laughs> 2021. Stop biting people's dildos, decenter the phallus, right? And like, I feel like, cause even if you look at studies, if we're gonna get academic about this, if you look at studies, there's studies that have shown that less women actually like like climax from penetration than they do from clitoral stimulation but people are just trying to slide into you every day (laughs) every day (laughs) exactly why are you like this (laughs) but yeah so like I think it's just one of those things it like really try and figure out other things you like you might start coming back to the classics and that's something that I I like I advocate for like trying things trying new things like you never know what you will like and like trying to sometimes shy away from penetration and find out if there's different things that you can do that you'll also like it's a whole thing it's a whole thing
0: and you know for me so the reason why we wanted you as one of our first guests actually one of our first five guests in the year is because Mm -hmm. the podcast will uh comes back again is back again from Feb and obviously Feb is the month of love and you touched on something so important which is relationships right one of the things I you were talking about how women not as a certain percentage of women don't come from penetration while I enjoy that feeling I'm one of those women where it takes a whole lot more than just you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I think it is Crucial. One of the reasons I love you talking about erection-free uh, sex is that whether you are um, a queer woman like you, or whether you're a straight woman like me, there, we have the same anatomy, right? There's certain mm-hmm. things that that we 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 need and want as as women. Why do you think the emancipation of us as sexual being needs to happen? Why do you think it's important for people to hear you and me talking about sex openly, talking about coming, talking about all these things? Why is it so important to you? Because I know you didn't just write the book to give people tips, right? But you also wrote it as a, it's revolutionary what you're doing. Um, And why was that crucial to you? so for me like
1: i'm always very bad at holding the revolution in my bones i'm always like i have the hubris of a white boy i'm always like (laughs) i'm gonna just do what i want to do y'all can't ask me nothing right (laughs) um but like so i think with this like the more i've thought about it and because i need to start doing things more intentionally in 2021 but with this i think there is something very powerful about like a black woman and especially a black african woman being like let's talk about sex right because that's often a conversation that's reserved for like a certain sort of person right a westerner a white person you know living in the global north yes liberated doing all the things so like I think and the thing is when we start taking away the idea that only certain people are allowed to talk about sex and certain people are allowed to engage with sex and certain people are allowed to unpack sex then we can all start having the conversation. Right. So now it's like when you look at me and you're like the gumption, the gall, the spirit of this unmarried young black woman <laughs> living best life, drinking wine. Where does this sissy get off like exactly. talking about these things? Then you start thinking, actually, maybe I can talk about these things. Right. Because also something I've learned from my work is because I'm in the sex positive realm. Something I've learned from my work is you have a certain a person who looks a certain sort of way and is a certain level of like ridiculously sexy and then they can be sex positive right Mm -hmm. because they're out here they're kinky they're pole dancing which i do but like it's not something like that's part of like my general brand so i think it's there's something to be said about like quote unquote just you know the average joe sitting there being like i'm gonna talk about sex not because i have a phd in it not because like i'm some like you know drunken white boy like talking about it from a rooftop but because I'm like it's something that I'm interested in there's nothing to be ashamed of because I've also had to fight all of my own demons right because like I come from like a semi-conservative Kenyan family so there's a lot of like my own like oh should I be talking about sex like for the first two years of my career every time someone said penis to me I'd be like (laughs) please no I'm getting paid to write about sex but the minute someone's like penis I'm like (laughs)
0: <laughs> they're like vagina well, i'm like
1: like so literally I had to was like
0: it. bed yesterday no guys she turned red i'm like what? yeah with yeah me? like look and and that's
1: something that it takes a lot of work to overcome but it's easier to overcome when you have people around you doing it right so like when you have a podcast like yours that invites me as a guest you normalize talking about sex right i didn't have to now go to like you know what, what was that thing um what was that at that time? Is it on E? On, on E channel? What oh my, you see, I'm he, very bad he at these
0: Emmanuel.
1: Things. <sighs> you see, I didn't have to come on just before Emmanuel <laughs> to speak about sex. It's in a podcast. It's every day. Like, I've been on the radio. I've been on the news. Like, so when, when you have people just speaking about these things, it normalizes it. And it takes that, you know, that Whoo! out of sex when you just see your friends doing it. Like, yeah. Well, not sex. Unless you want to watch your friends. But that's for you guys yeah, to that's, discover discuss. That's your business now. <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> like, that's your business. Your business. <laughs> so for somebody who hasn't read the book, what would be your summary of what to expect from a quirky, quirky, quirky quick guide to great sex? So
1: it's one of those books that, like the way I said, it needs, like I wrote it so you feel like your friend is like giving you as I said, like quirky, quick t- tips, like, okay, so you want to know how to give head, here are five steps, you want to know how to clean your sex toys, here are 10 steps, seven, seven reasons you should masturbate, so like, it's, it's like this book that basically you can pick up, and this is something also people have described to me who read it, right, they're like, it's a sort of book you can pick up just before you're about to go do something, so say somebody's in the living room, and you're like, oh my gosh, I actually don't know how to like, you know, eat pussy. Oh my gosh, what should I do? What should I do? (laughs) Then you go to the thing, you turn to page like 74 or whatever, and it's like, go do greatness. So like, I wanted the book to be like, exactly what the title says. And it covers everything. So it covers everything from how to have a breakup, to how to have a one night stand, to, you know, the history of squirting and how to squirt, to, you know, how to deal with sex and trauma. Like I tried to cover, like, it would be impossible to cover everything in sex, about sex in one book. But like, I tried to cover as much as I could, even like an intro to polyamory um, and non-monogamy, an intro to kink. And it just, I was just like throwing things on there at one point. I was just like, if it came into my mind, I'd write a chapter you wrote it. it. Yeah, exactly. so, at this moment in time, I don't even properly remember what's in there. So <laughs> if you find something interesting, holler at a girl, right?
0: <laughs> just be like, I found this, it's fine. <laughs> So to, I, you, there's so many things that I want to ask you that you mentioned, um, <laughs> but I'm going to study myself because, okay, first of all, <laughs> let me make you this point so we can come back to it. Okay. 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 I have a fascination with squirting. I really do. <laughs> and I think it's because I can't. And then you said, you teach people how to. So that I'm going to ask people just because I want to know how to, I, it looks like the most amazing, amazing thing ever. So we're going to come back to that because there's so many, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I want to, I want to ask you about um, the first chapter that you wrote. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. my book covers many things. The way I see it covers many things, but I wrote the sixth chapter is the first chapter I wrote it because I had a fuck buddy at the time. Oh, it, nice. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. It was, <laughs> well, a great body! And I was single and it was a rainy day and I really wanted, I would have loved to have had sex, but I didn't. And then I thought, okay, if I can't have it, can I talk about it? Can I talk about talking dirty and all these things? And people are surprised that that's the first chapter I started with. And it's the chapter that makes people laugh. It's number three, chapter three, everybody loves it. What chapter did you start with? And what was happening for you to start with that particular chapter? Do you remember even?
1: I don't, because my mind is so wild. Like, it, like if you look at the book, it feels, each chapter feels like a standalone chapter, but you can clearly see it's like one thing. Yeah. But I think one of the first chapters I wrote was oh my gosh I actually have no idea I have no idea because I think I started three chapters at the same time really and I had like this whole idea where it was going to be this really mature book about you know first it's gonna have consent and then it's gonna have like this and then it's gonna have STDs and STIs and next thing you know I was like you know googling different types of lube i think the lube chapter might have been one of the first chapters ah. but like i have no idea because it was just at one point it was just a whirlwind i'd be sitting watching something on tv and i'd be like "Ooh, oh i should write about this yeah like "Ooh, let's let's add this and let's add that but like i have no idea i wish i had a nice genesis story like that one that's a nice story I know. like you were sitting you to have it. sex wrote a book damn There you go.
0: (laughs) I was like, "That's what I'm gonna write about because I can't have it." So one of the things you mentioned (laughs) that's very important is consent, and you define consent in a way that I love, and it was good for me also because I realize it's a new thing. I mean, I'm 40. I'm gonna be 41, um, actually, um, this year, and I I realized with sadness that i don't always express what i want in relationships particularly mm. when it comes to sex like i would and it, like the, the the men that i've been with will tell me what they want move here do this i like my nipples to be sucked i want blah 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 and mm-hmm. i find that stuff so freeing. but when i had to say i wanted that uh, this is what i want i struggled with that and you mentioned that that is part of consent. It's not about yes or no. Consent is, this is what I, why why is it a struggle? Somebody like me who had a sex show, I wrote an entire chapter in my book about sex, and yet I'm now in a relationship and I'm struggling to say, this is what I want. I'm older, I'm involved. What's that about? Like I, and and that's something that happens to a lot of women in relationships, Mm. all kinds of relationships, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever. We just, what is the issue with saying what we want? It's because we're not, so there's this whole idea that once you
1: become sex positive, which you clearly are, that all of a sudden, all of the baggage that you've learned for, you know, because you learn all that baggage for like 20 years before you even begin to think of shaking it off, right? So like, it's like the way I said before, even when I was a sex writer, people would say penis to me and I'd giggle because I like... Funny as that story is, it meant that I was carrying a lot of shame around sex, Mm -hmm. a lot of discomfort around sex. And I think as women were socialized a lot and were continuously reminded that we have no business talking about sex. We have no business conceptualizing sex. We must turn up and whatever is on the table, it's an a la carte menu. You can't (laughs) be going and starting to pick new things, right? You can't pick and mix. This is not pick and mix. What is on the menu is what's on the menu. And you must be fine with that. And it takes a lot to unlearn that, right? And because it's really difficult to unlearn because we're not taught to unlearn it, right? Like, you know, the way, like, as black people, one day we're taught that you know what our, our skin is beautiful, and then we see Netflix trying to do all sorts of shows. Like, there's a whole framework around it. But with this, especially for women, there is no framework. There are there is very there are few people leading the charge on actually women should be more cognizant of their sex and things. And so the furthest the conversation has gone to is you should be able to say no. And that's why like the work I do, I'm always pushing the pleasure part because I'm like, no, it should go past saying yes or no. It should be like, yes, but also I like this. So mm-hmm. if you're bringing this nonsense, I no, just that's no. Right. Like it goes back to no. If you're bringing nonsense, it goes back to no. If it's all about you, it goes back to like, just having this idea that consent goes way, way past, mm. just saying yes, it now goes to, thinking you have to now start thinking about the sort of pleasure you want and then vocalizing that pleasure and it's really really hard to do that because we're not taught to do that we're actually shamed for doing that because like if you think about women who know about sex like you get two reactions either people ask you really intrusive questions randomly off the cup unprovoked or people are like why are you doing that like actually somebody had the audacity to ask me why I wrote that book and I was like what do you mean? Do you I'm mean? like, it's a helpful book. They're exactly. like, why would you do something like that? Why are you being that woman? And why I'm not? like, what woman? So like, we're constantly shamed for knowing and learning our wants and needs rather than being like, Oh, okay. You know what? Cause I always say that same way. You tell a woman that they should, they can always be a CEO of a company or whatever should also tell women at the same time that they should have all the orgasms in the world. Yeah. It's all just rising to the top of like things. And oh it's so sad it it's is. so sad because I I struggled with it for ages and like it's one of those things even with all of the stuff I talk about I'll have moments where I'm like I should say something and I have to like psych myself up to be like this is what I can possibly want and it's even part of my 2021 intentions my whole big age my whole long career in sex positivity it's still one of my things where I'm like right. okay I'm going to be a lot more intentional about my sex I'm going to think about it. I'm going to figure out what I want. I'm not just there to look pretty. I'm not just like part of the like bedroom furnishings. Like exactly. I'm an active participant.
0: Exactly. Yeah. How do you get over how did you how do you get over that initial thing? So this is advice is for me and for every other woman who's in a relationship who's watching and is thinking I want to tell him this is what I want, but I don't know how to. What, how do you get mm-hmm. over oh, I want to tell her what I want, but I don't know how to. How do mm-hmm. women begin to tell our partners what we want? How, what are the steps you take? What What is the mental conversation that happens for you to psych yourself up and say, actually, you're not giving my nipples enough attention. For <laughs> <Words. laughs> I love that. Um, so
1: like now you see, you reminded me that this is actually a chapter in the book of like how to talk about the sex. Right. So one of the tips that I give in the book is like, try and be like number one, try and approach the conversation as kindly as possible. So a lot of people will approach the conversation in a, you are doing wrong sort of way, make it more of a like a positive, this is what I want sort of way, right? And like one of the things that I also say in the book is try not to have the conversation in bed. I know it seems counterintuitive, but like have the conversation in neutral settings because bed, like emotions are heightened, people are ready, people are horny, people are not thinking nicely, or they're too invested in the sex. So now, if you're trying to give critique, whoo, <laughs> I cannot take feedback right now. Please, like save your feedback. That's why if people don't give feedback at the time. You put it in the suggestion box. Yes. People will read it later, right? So I would suggest, like, you know, finding a time where you can just have the conversation, where there's no pressure, where somebody's not now thinking, oh my gosh, how do I do this thing that they just wanted? And also finding examples, guys. I, I, I'm I going to put it out there. Finding examples of what you want, right? So you can find a lot of articles, right, about the things that you want. You can find examples in porn. If you're like, if you and your partner have that sort of like back and forth, because that's a really fun way. Weirdly enough, it's a very fun way of showing the sort of thing you like, where you're like, you know what would be fun? Spanking. Then you know. You have a small video in Yana that shows the sort of thing that turned you on last time. Mm-hmm. Hello. Like I'm a big fan of articles. I feel like there's so many articles out there about things. like the way I'm always sending straight men articles about pegging, I'm like, try it. People are really enjoying it. Don't be scared. So just yeah, so just like try and have the conversation in as neutral a place as possible. Like if you're really shy, send a message. There's so many platforms that are out there, right? So like you can send a message if you like, or you can send a voice note. Like it doesn't have to be like this serious yes. in bed. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you something. Our sex life has gone to hell because you don't rub my nipples nicely. Yes. Right? It's, it's okay. And also just, I think first steps first, don't be scared of the conversation. Right. right. Cause if you're not scared of the conversation, then it will also put the other person at ease. And if the other person doesn't take it well at all, that could be a semi red flag in itself. Yeah. Right? Like maybe if I'm right
0: person. Yeah. Exactly.
1: If they're more interested in getting mad at the fact that you want to own your sex life and you want to have fun in bed, they're like, no, but I'm always hitting it right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's
1: that's no. we're leaving that content in twenty twenty, guys. No, twenty twenty really, was hard we, enough. No, really. No more. No more. No, no more. So
0: what is pegging? Sorry. I
1: don't know. Pegging oh, pegging? Is when this is for the heterosexuals, <laughs> you always know, gotta do things with the heterosexuals. Um, so it's when a heterosexual woman uh puts on a strap on and penetrates a heterosexual man, right? Oh, so and they have to naked. put this, they have to put this heterosexuality in there because straight men are always like, oh, but that makes me get no. Literally, the reason pegging is set up that way is because, like, it's called pegging. Because that that it had to be separated from all other forms of anal because straight men are out here feeling some type of way when they're clumped in with everyone else. So it's a case of like, no, it is when your heterosexual female partner puts on a strap on and penetrates you. And it's like a whole thing. And I've read so many articles about it where the men are like, I didn't think I'd like it, but now I'm like wild for it because you know the prostate and doing a thing. And and and. I promise you, straight men out there, you are still straight. Because you know you know the way that touches straight men's souls. Am I gay now? No, it's fine. You're still straight. You're just broadening your sexuality.
0: Yes. It's fine. Yes. Yes. So, one, one. of my last two questions is going back to what I said before. So, <laughs> I, I think women should I think people in relationships, women should watch porn. I think you must decide the point that is good for you. Uh, we suggested for a friend who's not masturbating that she must consider that that sort of erotic porn, you know what I mean? The mm. where it's more sensual, right? For me in particular, and now I'm telling people way, way, way too much about myself. I really <laughs> am fascinated. I know I'm just, I can't believe it's you, Tiffany, and the wine, speaking of <laughs> it It's gotten well out of hand. It's all gone wild. <laughs> exactly. So... What I'm fascinated by squirting, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have a vagina myself, so, but I think maybe it's because I don't know how to do it. So how does it happen? It's like, can you, is it something that you learn? Are some of us incapable? Cause yesterday, like my one girlfriend was mm -hmm. like, the bed was wet, (laughs) she was just, I was like, I didn't know know how to say to her, I wish. No, but like, it's one of those
1: things where like, not everyone can do it. I'm not as adept at doing it as other people. I think it's happened like twice in my life, right? But I have a friend, I have a friend who on cue, like they they can make it happen. They can show their partners, they can do a thing. It is, sometimes they don't even orgasm, but they still squirt, right? So like, it's a whole, right? No, squirting is a whole complicated thing, right? So like, it's one of those things where like, Yes, squirting is a great experience. But like for like one of the things my friend stressed was it's like it's not the mecca of orgasms, right? By squirting, it doesn't mean that now you have reached the promised land. All other orgasms will pale in comparison and stuff like it is a type of orgasm, right? Uh So it's like one of those things where one of the one of the things that is most important is the relaxing part, right? Because, you know, you get that moment where you feel like you're going to pee. Yes, you're not going to pee. It's, it's all about relaxing enough to like push past that and then it's 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 so intricate it's so intimate and like yeah so I because what that is one of the key things that I always tell people because also I'm not a huge I'm not a huge squirter so like I'm not even like the what's it the oracle on this right no. I have I know people wow like woo. It is like a second job to them. Goodness, it's like a second job. But like, so it's one of those things of actually just relaxing, right? And in the book, it gives you like a step-by-step guide. I think it's like uh, four or five steps. And then also using the butterfly. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all a thing, like, who squirting. But if you Google, but you also need to Google nicely, right? Okay. When you're Googling how to squirt, you're going to get a lot of porn. <laughs> going to get a lot of porn and also remember in porn sometimes they like put water they squirt water inside her and then what she does is she uses her muscles to to give the effect
0: oh, porn no. is a performance
1: oh my gosh porn is a performance sweetheart even the the smacking sounds that you hear there's somebody behind post production who smacks two chicken breasts together and then they overlay that you guys don't understand it's a billion-dollar industry because people are working hard. I know. People are working hard post-production. And I should
0: know this. I come from magazines where, when we shoot a cover, the girl we have stapled the thing. We're holding it with clip-ons. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't make that connection with sex. That obviously with porn, it's crazy. yeah, yeah. Obviously they're working hard to make it look the
1: way. Folks are working hard. There's there's the camera guy, there's the guy with mic one, mic two, mic three, there's the sound production guy in the back, like guys, there's a director, exactly. <laughs> it's, serious, it's it is a big industry. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so like it's one of those things where like even with squirting, and I think one of, the, one of the reasons squirting has become such a thing of like, oh my gosh, this is the epitome of sex, is because um, of porn, right, and how porn shows this woman having this wild, wild orgasm, and it's just like, the river Nile out her vagina, just one time, the river Nile, right, and so, like, it's now we start seeing those things, and then you, you grow up seeing that, and even men grow up, and so, like, now they're trying to make you squirt, they're trying to be like, oh, my gosh, if you squirt, now they think that they've done a thing, and that could have actually been, of your top 10 orgasms, that might only be number six, right. but because you squirted, everyone's feeling good, everyone's like, oh, my gosh,
0: that was, right. A- yeah, yeah. it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> right, um, so, My, probably my last question to you is um, all of us at some point or another, I mean, there's about 7 billion of us and where there's billions of us because we have sex Mm -hmm. Um, and women in particular feel that sex and and that we, I think we do. I'm, I'm not saying this is an immutable fact, but I think that women really on some unconscious level, think that sex happens to us right um and so it takes us a long time to discover what we like why we like it what are, what are your top five things uh, that you would give as a tip for having great sex obviously you guys must go get the book okay first of all <laughs> So we're not going to give you everything because you must buy the book. By the way, where is the book available? Is it at most- uh, Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah,
1: exclusive books, CNA, bargain books, the book and, lounge and- if you're in Cape Town, all the things. And if they don't have it, make them please order please it.
0: Tell them. Make tell them, them order it. Quick guide to grade six. How do we begin to have grade six? So, like, how do we, what are the five things that you really- would say are the nuggets that come out of the, things that people can do um, to start getting themselves to having great sex. Because we need to have great sex. It's something that you're gonna do when you're in a relationship. Um, And also have have great sex with yourself. Sorry, I'm an advocate of masturbation. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. You really need to discover yourself. (laughs) Masturbate ladies, masturbate even when you are in a relationship. If you didn't hit it right or she didn't hit it right and they leave the room to go watch TV, and you're still in the bedroom be like i need to finish this off proper i know i've done it several yeah times. yeah so do it do we, it i do girl yo uh-uh. no i'm like mm-mm. one of us is happy one of us is not i'm about to like finish this off right here <laughs> you go watch tv i'ma come um <laughs> I've told you guys too much about myself. So what, what are the, <laughs> also you can buy my book, talk dirty to people, have sex, it's good, it's life, we're adults. Um, this is a relevant <laughs> conversation. What are the five things can we can start to do to have great sex? So I think
1: for me, the first one, which is like the theme of the whole book is communicate, learn how to communicate about sex, right? learn how to communicate, not only with your partner, but with your friends. Like what you guys did yesterday was sitting around and all having that conversation. That was powerful. And that was important because there's so much knowledge other people have. So the first thing for me is communicate with other people, with your partner, figure out a way to not be shy about having the conversations. Number two is Google. Like Google is your friend, like actually trying to find ways of like finding out the information you need to know. So like, the information about pegging is out there. The information about like you know, squirting is out there. All this information is out there, right? And so it's just about finding it. But also when you find this information, find information that does not make you feel bad about your wants, right? If it is consensual and it is healthy and like no one is being harmed, like, you know, n- unless it's kink. And then that's its own thing, right? Yeah. But like, as long as it's consensual with all parties involved and everyone is the age of consent, etc., do your kink, do you, boo-boo, right? Exactly. Do you. Okay. So like, just find out information that does not shame you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now five. Woo, I will fill five. Me. I will fill five. Me. Masturbation. Wait, no, I will fill five. Masturbation as well. Okay. Do the masturbation thing. Yes. Um. Oh, what other one? What other one? What other one? Oh, I'm just going to say it practice sexting sexting is a great way of figuring out your wants and needs because now you can't rely on the autopilot of like being in the room and touching touching especially during a time of covid social distance my people social distance so like now because that was one thing I was taught when I was having um so a few months back I'm in a 10-year relationship but I'm in an open relationship so a few months back I was having a thing with somebody and they're in a different country. And my wants and needs and my pleasures and stuff, like I was stretched to the limit because I had to actively describe everything I wanted. Like, so it was a case of like, I would want you to do X, Y, Z. And you can't just keep generating the same hits, right? So I would say sexting is a really great way of number one, figuring out your wants and needs. Number two, communicating them. And number three, it's just really hot, especially if you can do it well. It's really, really hot. And number five, the last one is learn to appreciate your body, like Mm -hmm. learn to appreciate your body, take time to explore your body, not even in a sexual way, but just looking and being like, actually, I love my body and this is the body that I take out into the world. This is the body that I'm with and in every day. And this is the body that I take into the bedroom. Right. So when you get to a point where you genuinely love your body and you're genuinely engaging with your body in a healthy, loving way, like I'm not saying now all of a sudden you must start like, you know, deciding that you are a model for Fushini or something. No, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like actively looking at your body and like because also with women, we have those moments where we cringe. Actually, a lot of people, there's a lot of body shaming. Body shaming is a billion dollar industry. So actively number five would be actively loving your body. And just looking at all your bumps and creaks and curves and being like, yes.
0: You know, my sexual revolution yes. started in my early 20s and I watched an episode of Oprah and this Oprah was talking to Yelanda Van Zandt and Yelanda Van Zandt said, how many women have looked at their vaginas? And everybody was like, and she said, take a mirror, <laughs> look at your vagina. So the artist Zanele Moholy has a... Um, in, in, in um, an artwork of hers, where she's actually looking at herself because she does self-portraiture, um, and I did that by myself. I was like, I've never actually looked, and I happened to tell the guy that I write about in the book. We're in our early twenties, and I told him what I had done. He was like, I've ever, I've ever I've seen it because I've had sex with you, but I've never really looked at it with you, you know. And we sat and it was a very intimate moment because I lay down, we took a mirror. So I had looked at myself and he looked at me and there was a love and a, an appreciation of mm-hmm. understanding. He was asking me like, what does this do? How does this feel? And I think that is body appreciation. You need to look at yourself. Um, you need to just dis- you need to appreciate that this is your body this is what it looks like so i'm i'm such a huge advocate of that like tiffany Mugo, you are you are a treasure i can't wait to ha- actually have wine with you in person once we're done with the social it's going to be
1: so fun it's going to it be so fun and
0: you're going to come back on this podcast over and over and over and over and over again yes 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 that- and low key, I'm trying to be friends, but we'll get to that at another time. <laughs> <laughs> so if people, want yes. to the, where do they find you? Like, I know you're on social media. I think it's at Kugere Mugo, right? At Kags
1: Mugo. I think that's my Instagram. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not on any other social media platform except Instagram, guys. Like, it's the only I way. love Instagram so much. Like, yes, I, I forgot my own thing. But yeah, it's at Kags Mugo.
0: Okay. Yeah. So K A G S, everybody, M U G O. And please go, go, like us Black female authors, we need your support. Please go buy uh, Tiffany's book. It is a quirky, quick guide to having great sex. You all need to have great sex. Remember to communicate um, what you want to your partner, find the information, Google. Master bait, ladies. Master bait. Um, yes. Sex, sex, and sex. And I um, <laughs> appreciate your body. Tiffany, thank you so much for your time, for being you, for liberating us as women, particularly Black African women. Um, I couldn't be more prouder to have, when I turned 30, I went on a trip to um, Kenya by myself. I wanted to go on a trip by myself. So. Kenyan people have shown me the most amazing love and care, and I had the best, best, best time in Kenya. Um, I, I became me in Kenya. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being you. Um, may um, you continue to be open. May you may we have this conversation when our tits are, are by our ankles, and let's yes. talk to the young ones. You 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 deserve all of the orgasms. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. This was awesome. It was great, wasn't it? It was great. She's a journalist. She's a she's a freelance writer. She's a blogs, books, uh, everything. She's amazing. Thank, <laughs> you. thank you, my love. Thank you. So ah, it, was so <laughs> it was good, guys. We'll see you next time. We're gonna have more wine. We're gonna top up our bottles. So. Later.